A very warm welcome to this episode of Tea, Mud and Hope. I hope you're all well. This is a real special one. Today my conversation is with a dear, dear friend, Erica Moore, founder and owner of Etiquette. Erica started Etiquette in 2008 and is now well known in Scotland and beyond for her work in tea, a tea house and concept store in Edinburgh. And of course she's also loved for her general enthusiasm for great tea, um, but also her commitment to well-being linked to tea and how we can encourage well-being in general, physical and mental well-being. And then also, of course, for her excitement um, to develop fun products linked to tea as well, whiskey tea, gin tea blends. But what's most important is that she's a genuinely wonderful person, kind person, fun person, and a wonderful friend to many, many people. So let's welcome Erica and have a good, good chat about her tea life. Hello. Hello there. How are you? Oh, I see. You do, you've got headphones on and everything. You look all I professional do. this all morning. Professional. <laughs> window behind me, though. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful, Erica. Well, I can hear you really well. Can you hear me? I can hear you as well, yeah. That's wonderful. That's great. That's a beautiful picture you've got on um, Zoom. Thank you. Thank you. Very lovely. That, I think that was just... Um, one day, maybe last year, and, and I just thought, oh, that's beautiful blue sky, and I was on a day out, and I thought, well, let's just capture that. Fantastic. <laughs> so how are you? I'm, I'm very good. I'm very good, and, and I'd, I'd like to welcome you to our um, little chat on Team Mud and Hope, and um, I've already done a little introduction about you, so... That's that's all done for the for our lovely listeners. But um, I'm so excited, Erica. To um, yes, I'm so pleased, excited, to to finally chat with you and and record our conversation. Um, and I want to hear. I've got so many questions for you, and um, yeah, really looking forward to to this to this chat. Um. And so, so, so let's let's start. What have you got in your cup now? Or what did you drink this morning, Erica? Um, I'm drinking the Balanced Mind, which is one of our new um, five elements, sort of keys that we've blended in harmony with the five elements. So, yeah, it's a, a white tea base. That's wonderful. So, going to try that. And we want to hear more. I want to hear more, much more about about your work. Because although we've we've got you know we're really good good friends good tea pals but of course we're also busy so I don't know enough about about your work um so you've got your you've got tea a tea business in in Edinburgh um 
but I'm also very intrigued um, and very impressed um, about all the the wonderful commitment you've done over the years really about thinking about well-being and thinking about mental health and, and thinking about how tea can you know in a in a day-to-day setting can can aid with our mental well-being and physical well-being and and I really want to hear more about that Erica what can you tell us a bit more about where, where you're coming from with that and what your aims are yeah, our aim really is to use the pause for tea that's built into most people's life when they, they have a cup of tea to actually use particularly the three minutes that you're generally waiting for your tea to brew to do something useful and productive. So um, working on your mental fitness, whether it's um, just a breathing routine or a gratitude exercise or just journaling or just simply just a tea mindfulness moment doing nothing and just um, being with yourself just really helps to rebalance your mind and helps you ultimately get a bit more out of every day so um, we call it Thrive in Three mm-hmm. so the three minutes it takes to brew your tea a little three step process just pause and choose a tea to rebalance with and then do a little tea routine so that's what we're we're all about so we're on a mission to sort of spread that mm-hmm. word and our techniques to as many people as possible and I think it's more important now more than ever, I think, especially over the last few years, everyone's been through a lot. Um, and I think people are more aware of the fact that we have mental fitness as well as physical fitness. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's not a straight line. Everyone generally is up and down all the time, whether it's between days or during the days. Um, so yeah, there's a lot we can do to help us get a bit more out of our, our day and ultimately our lives. It's it's that's really wonderful. I think it's so important, and maybe we don't talk enough about it. Also, in other professions, I think the tea world is already, the tea world in itself is already pretty good talking about and being open about it. But I think there's so many, you know, people who who enjoy tea but work in many other professions. I think. There's a long way to go, isn't there? So I, I think your work is wonderful. But I'm intrigued. How did you get to that point, Erica? Because I think mental well-being, um, yes, our well-being is for many people quite private. I mean, when you first started in tea and, and, and to make it your profession, really, did you... Did you bring that along as a starting point or, or did that did that develop in, in you? You know, that, that that's very much part of your tea business now. Yeah, no, it's definitely developed. It wasn't something that ever crossed my mind at all. Um, so I guess to go back to the start, um, I've always drunk tea from being a sort of teenager. My mum is basically addicted to Earl Grey so she drinks <laughs> Earl Grey rather than water um, so I've always drunk drunk tea but it was always sort of tea bag tea and it wasn't drunk for the sake of tea it was just sort of drunk because that's what you what you did um, and then I followed a path 
um, rather than actively choosing it, I would say. And I became a lawyer and ended up in London, which was great fun at the time. Um, mm-hmm. I did so many um, amazing things. So I was very lucky to get to experience um, lots of high-profile cases and, and different ways of working. Um, but then ultimately I had, I got um, a sore back. I had a slip disc and different issues with my um yeah back and neck essentially so mm-hmm. um thankfully i had um health insurance because i was working in london so so a consultant there and he um basically told me to lose the desk job um to save oh, my wow. back essentially oh, really? <laughs> that was his words lose yeah. the desk job um but that wasn't really why i um i guess it was all sort of part of that i just decided one morning before i went into work um that that was the day that I was going to find what it was that I was really passionate about. Um, and I had no idea what it was. I just made an absolute commitment that that was the wow. day that I was, I was going to find out what it was. Um, and yeah, I went into work and started to do a little bit of um, digging around, just on my sort of break, and came across an article by Moby, the singer-songwriter. Oh, wow, yeah, I remember him. Yeah, and he had opened a tea bar in New York. Um, and yeah, I just went down this rabbit hole and I got hold of some loose leaf tea that day. I can't remember where, uh-huh. where or how, but I just remember tasting it and it was completely night and day to what I'd been used to drinking. Um, everything that I'd been drinking up to that point, there was lots of flavoured teas and, and herbal fruit infusions and just normal tea tea as well. But it all just tasted of hot water it might have looked good it might have smelled good but it all just tasted the same it was all quite bland and um not much to distinguish it so when i first tasted whole leaf tea i just was completely blown away and thought why are we why have i been drinking this stuff up until now there's a whole other world out there yeah yeah. Um, and it was almost like a switch went off in my head and then i realized actually there's not only more to to tea there's more to life as well and yeah we can actually choose to do whatever we want to do so it was quite a it was quite a day (laughs) wow that must yes it sounds like quite a day and and also quite brave you must have something inside you just as a person to to just go for it I mean I think that's very freeing isn't it it's very it's it's wonderful that you were able to do that yeah I do think that that's something that everybody has inside of them and okay. I think it is easier to do the more that you really want it as well so yeah. if you're quite comfortable sort of just drifting along and everything's quite safe and easy then it's going to be much harder but um, I had had a bit of a wake-up call with my back and I'd also sort of looked flash forward fast forwarded sort of another 50 years to the future (laughs) and I always find it really helpful to start with the end in mind and look at um the imagine sort of the end of my life and then think back and go oh is that how I really want to to live my life or would I have regrets so I really was in a space where I didn't want to keep doing the same thing I really wanted to to make a change even if it all just didn't work out at least I'd have tried that's, that's so, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I think it's something that everyone has inside of them, and um, yeah, depending on your circumstances, it's easier for some than others. 
Wow, that, that's, yes, that's very true. That's very true. But that's actually quite a powerful little kind of psychology exercise, isn't it? What, what, what do I want to look back on, basically, towards the end of my life? What do I want to look back on? And, and you're absolutely right. It's very powerful, isn't it? Because it becomes clear what we want actually included in our life. It's really, Indeed, really, yeah. it's really, really I, good. I remember doing um, an exercise for the very first time, sort of just imagining, just in my head, just imagining my own funeral and what people would say about me yeah. and yeah just what you would have inscribed on your headstones it sounds morbid but I think mm-hmm. it's quite powerful to really sit spend time with with that and, and mm-hmm. think about it because yeah life is it's very cliche but life is very short so that's right we have to make the most of it that's that's right that's very right um and tell us a little bit more about um you know our listeners who are in of course into into tea um tell us a little bit about what you're what you're doing in edinburgh so what what is your you know tea business and when people visit scotland and edinburgh you know what 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 do they um arrive to you know when they come and see you so we are yeah we're a specialty tea business based in Edinburgh, so decided to move from London to Edinburgh to open Etiquette. Um, And it was 2008, so we drove out of London actually the day that Lehman Brothers collapsed. (laughs) That whole banking crisis. (laughs) But that had had nothing to do with you though, Erica, did it? Nothing to do with me, (laughs) no. So yeah, that was quite a moment as well. Mm -hmm. It's funny how these pictures stay in your head. Um, So yeah, that was quite interesting so basically we opened um the tea room which is on frederick street and so it's a tea room in a shop in central edinburgh so it was really with the the idea that we wanted to not just have a tea room it was really to um build a a a brand and almost a movement for want of a better word so we could encourage people to try this loose leaf tea that was so incredible and not what people were used to drinking uh-huh. so as well as the the tea room we opened our e-commerce shop at the same time and um, so now we sell tea all over the world and teaware we're doing courses and events and and so on to people all over the world which is really amazing um, and then after year one people keep kept asking us if they could use our tea in their own business so we started a wholesale business nice. which we've grown mm-hmm. ever since so mm-hmm. yeah working with lots of hospitality businesses um, and some retail as well so yeah it's been very exciting that's wonderful so, yeah. I've got so many questions for you but but one is one is um one is well you're a woman I'm a I'm a woman and 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 how how do you, leading at leading a business what what how is that meaningful to you and do you think as a woman you've encountered more challenges or not necessarily what's kind of your experience just being a female in in a in a small and medium enterprise um there are definitely challenges um and the obvious one is uh, children yes. um, because there's no doubt that children do take up time and Mm -hmm. energy and Mm -hmm. everything else so yeah and it often falls to Mm -hmm. the woman to do the bulk of the childcare. Um, not always Mm -hmm. um 
but even yeah there's just that is an obvious one um and also just the you know the child care is the number one thing when you talk to women in business um yeah but even just getting putting them in nursery and so on it's very expensive and trying to juggle that especially when you've got your own business it's really hard to take a year off for maternity for mm -hmm. example which I didn't do so I was straight back into it and trying to to juggle things and that was really mm -hmm. I find that really challenging particularly with my first child um mm -hmm. she she was amazing she just used to come everywhere with me I take her to meetings and feeder and people wouldn't know where to look but I had no choice I just had to bring her with me um but I think it's been really really good um for both of them to grow up like that so they can actually see how the world works and um just see what's possible and also understand the value of of money and it just gives them so many life skills I think at quite a young mm -hmm. age so they often come to events um, mm -hmm. and yeah help out and get involved and they're great at tea tasting and helping me with blends and things so. yeah i've met them and they're d wonderful girls yes definitely oh, thank definitely. you but yeah so they can be quite useful as well mm -hmm. um once they get a little bit older Mm -hmm. But yeah, definitely challenging. Um, mm -hmm. I'm a, an ambassador for Women's Enterprise Scotland as well, which is a fantastic organisation just trying to encourage more women into business and to grow businesses as well. So um, yeah, that's something I'm very passionate about. Um, but childcare is definitely the number one, the number one issue. Mm -hmm. um, but also I think quite often times women... And it's, I don't want to generalise, but I, I do find particularly, I work with quite a lot of, of women and yeah. we do tend to question ourselves more, yeah. um, perhaps um, confidence, just all the things that I've mm -hmm. had to, to work on over the past 14 and a half years, mm -hmm. whether it's um, confidence in your yourself and your abilities, um, putting yourself out there, overcoming limiting beliefs, something that everybody has. But I think there's certain things that tend to come up time and time again in, in that situation. So it's something I'm really passionate about. So with our um, Thrive in Three, we're now getting, we're working on um, different courses. So I'm just launching a course um, starting in April. Um, which I'll be Wonderful. sort of repeating in the autumn as well. So it's an eight-week course all about getting groups of like-minded business leaders together and teaching them our three-step process so that they can start to thrive personally but also professionally um, and ultimately get a bit more out of life. So, yeah, it's just bringing people together and holding that space for accountability and just um, a network of support, really, because it's, it's very difficult, as I'm sure you're aware. Yes. Um, running your own business, it can be quite lonely and challenging, so it's yes. good to, to share that with people. That's wonderful. It sounds wonderful. And, and well, and I know um, lots of us are busy, but I'm actually going to look into those dates because I, I would love, I would love to, to join you for that because oh, I think, amazing. yeah, I think it's, um, you know, doing something like that together is also very powerful, isn't it? Um, yeah. And the support we can give each other um, because you're right what you kind of um, just, just uh, uh, started to talk about a, a little bit is that women um, I think we're so 
maybe maybe because we have we 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 have the children we're maybe genetically and socially still much more um encouraged to if other people need help then we're then then we're kind of covering that often because we feel bad just to say okay no 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 it's about my business i'm i'm coming first all of my needs come first we we, we wouldn't normally dare do that you know and i think um and sometimes that's required in in business isn't it to have a successful business to be a little bit me 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 because i've got to you know um put everything in place and 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 just focus very hard on what i need to do um and for women to have that freedom and allow that without feeling bad about it is is sometimes a challenge you know if we're very truthful about it um and and it's always a balancing act isn't it to not feel bad um and and um but but to kind of just go for it it, it is actually yeah it's quite a, it's a challenge i agree totally with with that yeah i think yeah that's very interesting and i think it's different for different people and mm-hmm. that's where um the fight the chinese five elements which forms part of our system um mm-hmm. really comes into play so um yeah it's really interesting and i think not everyone has the same issues it depends i think we're all when you start to look into it and this is what um we love sort of teaching in the course is generally people are predominantly more one element than another and um, you might have a different sort of makeup it's more like a recipe of how you're put together so okay. whether it's like water wood fire air or metal so um yeah it's quite interesting to see that so that's a sort of starting point for us is to work out which element you predominantly are um okay. so um if you were particularly sort of earth element that's the sort of mothering and all encompassing you generally like to look after other people before you look after yourself and mm-hmm. might find it hard putting boundaries in place so yeah. i find a lot of people that i work with fall into to that category so it's really about giving yourself permission to look after yourself first and realizing that that's not a selfish act in mm-hmm. fact, it's the opposite because by looking after yourself and giving you yourself space and permission to do that and to nurture yourself first, you're then in a much better place to look after everybody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, yes, it's actually really powerful. And in, fa- in some ways, those things, don't you find, in some ways, they seem so simple sometimes. And then... Mm-hmm. Day to day, oh, by the way, that's Cookie next to me. She's snoring. It's not me making strange noises. (laughs) She's lying next to me, but she likes to snore a little bit when she's comfy. Um, And uh, yes, but I think some of those concepts seem, in the face of it, really actually quite straightforward, quite meaningful, Mm. quite kind of easy to grasp. But then it's putting that into place in day to day isn't it and 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 what you're describing yeah that this the this this course these workshops they sound they sound great i mean really great are you planning to or you've got quite a bit of experience already offering these but are you do you normally have a lot of interaction where where everyone brings in you know their their own stories and it's very interactive 
Yes, I keep it um, a small group so that we really get to know each other. Um, so I've done one group so far and yeah, we still meet up um, every month online. So we now sort of have a monthly membership. So we get together and taste teas and then we do a little um, tea meditation and there'll be may, might be some journaling or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's different every month depending on the teas and the topic so yeah it's really incredible and we've all become really good friends through it as well so it's something I'm really keen to develop and grow but by keeping it quite a small group yeah we can really everyone can get what they need out of it as well yes yes that's wonderful. Yeah. I, lo- I love it. I love that, Erica, really. I love that. And it gives us space as well to sort of sit because it's um, spread over eight weeks and you can do it in your own time as well. You can sort of follow the recordings and so on or you can join in live and follow along. Yeah. Um, but we really encourage people to sit for at least a week with each element and really immerse themselves in it. Um, and there's lots of tips and techniques but yeah every, uh, lots of the the tea routines that we suggest and um, things like that are actually are really simple none of this is is rocket science but the difficult part is actually doing it and putting it into action mm-hmm. and doing it every single day and turning it into a habit which is why we tie it to having a cup of tea because it's something that you're you're doing already um so tying it to that anchoring it almost and um, mm-hmm. just makes it much more likely to stick and become a positive change mm. that's that's wonderful and one thing that's i i think is wonderful about you and you might be blushing now luckily this is just audio for you and not <laughs> but but no but it i'm serious about it actually i you know i mean we both know many many wonderful wonderful tea people in this world across the world um what i know about you what i always think and associate with you is that you're so positive and so positive with others it could be sometimes competitors you're 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 um you're always friendly always let's work together there's never there's never, I've never come across, you know, any sense that you um, hold hold any negativity. I mean, maybe you do, you know, privately and you work hard on that. But I, I, I am, I think, I'm, well, hugely, maybe, I don't know if impressed is the right word, but it's very much, I'm very aware that you're a person who is, um, is, is very, very, you know, positive with other people. I hope with yourself as well, but also very much in your work, you're kind of if something, and you must have had challenges as well with with etiquette in in, you know in 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 lockdown and all of that. But you always kind of get up again, and and you know I I'm positive because the world has so much to give, and I'm just going for it. So, where does that come from? Do you think you've got that genetically in you, and is it part of your personality or or or, or what, where does that, or does that fascinate you as well? You know, that the, the ability that you have there. Ah, wow. Um, yeah, there's quite a lot, lot in that. Um, uh-huh. And yeah, thank you for saying that. I'm not sure it's actually always true. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm certainly not always positive. And yeah, we've had a lot of challenges, particularly over the last three years. It's been a very difficult time. But I think the thing that's, the fundamental thing that's helped me is um, both tea and meditation and actually putting the two together 
mm-hmm. has been um, my save, saving grace, really. Um, and it just helps to... And again, it's something that everyone has inside them already, just finding that little quiet place, no matter how difficult things are or how negative things are. If you can find that that space to just sit um, and become still, whatever it is for for everyone, will have different different things mm-hmm. that work for them. But just to realise that actually, generally, the universe is working to help us all it's not against us so mm-hmm. if ever things really get on top of me and I'm really struggling I sort of go back to that space and realize that things are always in a state of change and, and flux but nothing ever stays the same and we just have to trust the process and it might not be linear mm-hmm. well it's never linear it's always up and down and round and round um but yeah that's that's something that um I certainly have to work on every single day um just that that trust and that faith that things will be okay in the end yeah because yeah yeah even if they're not they'll always be a you always manage I think humans are extremely resilient yeah and you start your day with a meditation is it or do you have it as part of your day even if you don't or do you start it every day with, with that Erica yeah, I top and tail it, so I do 20 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes at night, mm-hmm. um, and then throughout the day as well, I do my little tea routine, so mm-hmm. if I'm struggling with something or stuck on an issue or procrastinating or whatever the the block is that particular day, I'll just pause what I'm doing and brew a little cup of tea and maybe sit with a journal and just work it out that way. Yes, I think that's that's an inspiration to me, Erica, really, because I um, I enjoy writing more and more, but sometimes I don't carve that space out for me. And I, sh- I could learn from you in that respect where I could say, okay, this is, this is important time and I want to write every day and I'm going to take that time for, for me. And it might be a diary or it might be actually tea-related writing. But um, it's something that I've, I, I, I still have in my head. Okay, if, I, if, if there's enough time in the day, okay. But often there isn't, you know. So, yeah. so sometimes we've got to kind of carve it out, don't we? And we have to say... Exactly. But if you took three minutes while you're having your cup of tea every day to yeah. just write whatever it is, don't put any parameters around it, just um, let your pen flow on the paper and see what comes out if you do that for three minutes seven days a week then that's quite a chunk of time over a month that's right Uh, and the more you do it the more you're likely to keep it up and do a little bit more as well Mm -hmm. that's right that's so right no I will I will I will take that take that with me Erica that's really just a lovely thought and um, it's nice to learn something every day and you know one other thing that I've in, in my past, I used to do that, I, not so much recently, and I should do it again, is when you come across people and you have a, like an interesting conversation that, that triggers off some learning inside you or some stimulating thoughts, or it, it, could, be, it could be little or big, but sometimes in the past I've actually said to the person, look, thank you, I've, I've, I've learned something from you, or that was really interesting, and I'm taking that with me now, and 
but people don't say that, do they? I mean, we 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 um in our society have have um I think, well, rightly so. We we know how to kind of put a complaint in do we and and say and 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 say well this wasn't good enough and we'd like it bit di- bit different next time and that's fine you know i think that gives people opportunities to to also to to change and and think and consider a better way but maybe maybe just with friends or with people we work or in general i wonder if it would also be nice sometimes just to see well I see you're doing it this way, and I, I really like that. And I've, I've, you know, I've learned, I've learned from you today. And I, I think it's really quite nice, um, between people to do things like that. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Yes, and just taking the, the risk of um, yeah, feeling embarrassed or whatever. Yeah. I think we can. It's easier not to say something sometimes, but that can mean some like so much to to somebody just to say oh, I, I like what you did there, or thank you for doing that, or, mm-hmm. yeah, just mm-hmm. giving people a, a genuine compliment. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, likewise, I've, I've learned so much from you, mm. particularly in the tea world, and just how to 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 sit with tea and really understand the leaves and the plants, and just I'm, I'm fascinated by your complete dedication to... The way that you you grow tea and the whole climate and organic and just the fact that you're completely off grid and everything it's such mm-hmm. an inspiration mm-hmm. um so yeah i think we're learning from each other all the time we, we learn from every interaction mm-hmm. whether it's positive or negative we're always learning which is what's so fascinating about the world i think thank you thank you eric i know that's i i it's nice, isn't it, to also be able to see. I've 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 learned recently that, um, actually, only in the last few years, maybe just to if someone gives you a compliment, let it let it just nicely rain 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 over you and enjoy the the, the you know the the, the 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 little rain that's 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 running down your face because it's and instead of saying. Oh no no no! Oh, you know no no no! I'm embarrassed. Stop it! Stop it! You know, and why not sometimes just allow that to happen and actually just you know and and be happy about it that someone else likes your work or is 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 respectful about it or I, I, yeah I think I think it's really nice. So so thank thank you and um talking about the the tea world I'm I'm intrigued that you've mentioned this before that you you know you you offer wonderful teas and your your customers the people who enjoy your teas do you feel there's a challenge because you have such a wide range of people some people have just been you know more introduced to to loose leaf and they may not understand the have not the experience of of the the kind of qualities or all the the beautiful variety of really high quality tea and then you've got and you've also got kind of customers who come in and 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 expect you know um for 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 your staff as well for your team to 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 know to know be be quite expertise about about tea so you know, there's a wide range of people we work with, isn't there? Do you find that challenging? And, and um, 
you know, basically coming across customers as well who, 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 who may actually all their life be used to more a tea bag experience, you know, and and then but then come and 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 um, how do you deal with that, you know, in a non-judgmental way as well, you know, we don't want to judge that 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 journey that everyone is going on. Yeah, completely. I think that's one of the privileges of being of having run our tea room for fourteen and a half years is getting to interact with people that perhaps haven't ever had loose leaf tea or or just whole leaf tea that's that's not mushed up into a tea bag so to be able to start them on that journey um whether they stay on it or not but i think my favorite thing is when people come to me and say oh i don't like tea and but we encourage them to just try little tastes of things or little samples just just for fun no pressure they can hate it if they want it's completely open because it's it's such a massive world of tea and flavors and Mm -hmm. different options out there um so that is my absolute favorite thing getting someone i had somebody the other day um yeah she um just started off by saying oh i never drink tea i hate tea don't like it at all I'll just have a coffee so fine got her a coffee but then I was having something so I let her have a taste of it and then she was like oh wow that's amazing (laughs) and she's addicted to it now her whole family's drinking it and now she's trying different things and she discovers that she actually really enjoys particular types of teas and she's really it's opened up a whole new world for her and that's what's really exciting because that's what happened to me um just opening my eyes to different possibilities Mm -hmm. so that's really exciting and then when people come to me and say oh I've heard about this thing I had a friend um, coming recently saying oh I really like I feel like I'm drinking too much coffee um I've heard about matcha what can you tell me about it so Mm -hmm. that's amazing so I gave her some matcha I gave her a whisk and then off she goes she's a wee experimenting with matcha and having it instead of her morning coffee and feeling a lot better for it Wonderful. and starting to feel the health benefits of having more focus and more energy so mm-hmm. yeah that's a real real privilege yeah wonderful wonderful um and t- tell us a bit i'm also intrigued purely as a businesswoman so you've got this tea business in edinburgh what's what's from from your view um, is is Scotland in general or, or the UK quite open to good loose leaf tea, fine fine tea? Do you think the and, and has that changed over the years, do you think? Um it has changed over the years. Um I think I still think there's a difference between maybe London and outside well yeah it's hard to hard to compare but i do see whenever i'm in london i think there's a lot more sort of speciality tea shops Mm -hmm. popping up um and i do think that is a difference i think there's london is a little bit ahead of the rest of the country and in that respect just volume wise Mm -hmm. um but I have been so pleasantly surprised right from the get-go since we started in 2008, just how people are so willing to to try different teas um, and things they haven't ever heard of. They've been really adventurous and open to the possibilities. So that's been fantastic. And then 
when um, the pandemic started and everyone was stuck at home, we found people were drinking a lot more tea, but they had space to enjoy their tea mm-hmm. a little bit more. So mm-hmm. a lot of people really discovered loose leaf tea and, and different types, whether it's oolongs or a really nice green tea that they could sit and reinfuse. Um, and I was lucky enough to be able to encourage people to get onto different Zoom calls and, and learn how to brew teas in a different way and how to, to sit with them and really give them, encourage them to hold that space for themselves to get what they needed from it. Um, and that has stayed with a lot of the people. Obviously, life's got really busy again and mm-hmm. people are, are, are back to it and often struggling for time, which is why we're trying to to get our thriving three message across that everyone has space for three minutes to take time out for a cup of tea yes oh definitely yes no that that's that's really interesting an observation how do you also being a little bit geeky now with with the with (laughs) with tea business how how does how how do you feel has um after covid has there been an impact worldwide on you being able to source um teas and and kind of price and 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 has has there been a big big change from your experience my different challenges now certainly different challenges yes yeah i wouldn't even know where to start we've mm-hmm. had so many challenges over the past three years mm-hmm. um, but particularly the last year it's been the hardest year in business ever oh it's um, oh dear. so many challenges but mm-hmm. also positivity as well um mm-hmm. because we've had to learn to do things differently and, yeah. and go down different tracks and things as well so mm-hmm. um as i said before everything changes constantly nothing stays the same so I, it feels like we're in a massive period of change as a whole i think mm-hmm. the whole world is in a massive state of flux at the moment um and particularly in the uk i think everything is we've kind of just thrown everything up in the air it feels like and we're all just waiting to see where it's all going to land which is um been an interesting experiment (laughs) but yeah i don't think we should necessarily have done everything all at the same time but yeah we've had um covid and everything coming out the back of that but um, then Brexit yes. and war, war in Ukraine, the cost of living crisis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything's sort of really come together yes. in, a, in a perfect storm. So, and particularly in the hospitality industry, it's very, mm-hmm. very challenging for people at the moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That 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 can be so difficult, so difficult at at one time. But but it can also, as you as you mentioned create new opportunities doesn't it because people if they're creative enough sometimes see op- new opportunities with, 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 with huge change but um, so I guess I guess your staff team if if anything that that when we work with people um, adapting to change is a big is a big skill isn't it um, and 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 for us to all be be able to be flexible and adaptable um but yeah so so brexit but also do you know another thing that intrigues me that of course this podcast is also a strong theme over time is um i'm aware that where we source tea or or where we where where um 
from traditional tea growing countries um those all those beautiful teas you know we are starting to feel the real um consequences of 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 uh, of climate change and and some of those consequences are already lower yield or higher cost and um um putting having to put more irrigation systems in or whatever that may be because there's less rain or, or there's more extremes in in sometimes there's a lot of rain and and then there's long periods of dry so so dealing with all of that increases cost and um and so do have you felt that 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 costs are shooting up due to climate change and do you feel that people are honest like quite direct about that 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 is one of the reasons already or is that more um that we know that as you know as as insiders i guess because we we understand the conditions of 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 tea gardens across the world yeah i think prices have risen dramatically in recent years and yeah by and large i think people are very honest about it and climate change is definitely one of the factors um but mm. there's there's so many factors at the moment that's going into mm. to price increases um you just have to look at sri lanka and what's happening over there at the moment mm. um and yeah prices there have skyrocketed and that's had an impact on indian prices and it just it reverberates around the world mm-hmm. so yeah i think that's something that we're going to have to contend with just going forward i think um but climate change is is the, is a big one and i think it's the tea well everybody needs to to, to be aware of that um because it's got a huge impact and i was in um a supermarket the other day and just out of interest was just looking at the price of bulk tea bags mm-hmm. and it's it's shocking that they're still absolutely dirt cheap and there is no way that they can be made sustainably and ethically for for that price i just think yeah it's yeah people should really understand where tea comes from and yes. how much love goes into making a really good cup of tea mm-hmm. And people deserve to be paid properly for it, right from the the growers, the pickers, right right the way through the whole supply chain. Um, mm-hmm. So until we until we have a a sort of culture change, um, and it applies not just to tea but lots of other commodities as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's going to be yeah very very challenging. But in the speciality tea world, people are we appreciate how much work goes into mm-hmm. making. A cup of tea um, and you can see that on your amazing farm as well just the actual skill mm-hmm. and, and time that goes into it is just incredible thank you so thank yeah, you pe- people if and i guess if you if you pay properly for it as well you appreciate what you've got mm-hmm. and you can you can sit with those leaves properly and appreciate where they've come from and everything that's gone into it so mm-hmm. yeah i mm-hmm. guess it's slowing down and realizing and then yeah, i've seen the the bigger long-term picture as well um just with with growing tea properly mm-hmm. um yeah it's a hugely interesting it, subject i think because you know way more about it than me well yeah well the the growing part it, it is very interesting i mean i can't see um i i 
from 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 my conversations with other tea growers, we have to embrace a more um uh more biodiversity to, to make our tea spaces, tea growing spaces more robust in the face of climate change. And that of course, you know, having more biodiversity also maybe means um having less tea plants per, per acre because we are allowing other trees and plants much more and, and so yeah there, there is I think there's definitely change change in the air and um and and possibly more biodiversity possibly also means going a little bit and 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 and, and, and people will disagree with me that that's fine I think these discussions are very important to have and people people have a variety of opinions about it because we all have different experiences as well but and different knowledge base but I, I I can see that maybe we'll need more kind of hand hands-on again and going back to a type of farming that is a little bit more involved physically po possibly you know and because we have this very large scale um of course um uh, farming with a lot of machinery and um, I could just see in tea if we want to go more biodiversity uh, that 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 route then I think I think um, it'll, it'll it will look a little bit different as well over time but but these are just some initial thoughts I think it's very very fascinating topic and I love to to you know discuss and share um thoughts and experiences um with with many wonderful tea growers across the world um and 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 for us to to be able to work together and and stimulate each other with our experience so yeah no really really important topics um yeah so no, it really is and i think i i love what you're doing and what you're your the message that you're you're spreading out there as well and i think it's um, it's a very brave thing to do, the, the stance that you've taken on it as well, because it's not easy. You have got a lot of biodiversity. You could just get more tea plants in, get mm. more yields, which is, but you're looking at it in the much bigger picture in the longer term, which is mm -hmm. um, amazing. And there's, yeah, I wish there was more people like you in the world. Because mm. um, it's, yeah, you, you, you were sort of the first person to really open my eyes to that and to see even just the the soil i think is mm -hmm. hugely fascinating when you start to mm -hmm. scratch the surface that's it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah um it's it's fascinating if we just leave soil alone for long enough mm -hmm. it comes back to to nature and works magically by itself um a bit like our own minds and bodies as well if we often if we sit and let it do its own job it knows what to do so it seems a bit like that in nature as well i don't know what you think about that but the soil i think we can ruin it by spreading so many pesticides and chemicals on it yes no that's um, right but if yeah taking a longer term approach yeah it's a fascinating subject it, it, it's so fascinating erica you're absolutely right but imagine a big 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 field if you just have one plant the the soil has to be um nourished artificially because you don't have what you have in a a truly biodiverse area is because you've got so many plants and the you know all the all the the leaves um 
drop and, and, and nourish nourish the soil, don't they? So basically plant material will nourish the soil again and will and will be nourishment for, for the plants in, in springtime again. So there's a circle, there's a cycle of life there. But if you if you just have one plant in a huge area, so you've got the soil and the one plant, you know, that there they can't be a lot of um, different plants nourishing soil and plants. So so that's it totally makes sense once you really think about it a little bit more in detail. Um, so, um, yeah, but but there's a lot of um, of course, there's a lot of work involved in in in, in changing as well. If you if you've got, um, you know, a particular tea tea garden and and you've done you've done it in a certain way and then yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of investment and and um um and and energy that that needs to be put in but yeah no that is a really it's an absolutely crucial and important discussion to have i was going to ask you as well erica to you you know your 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 love for tea and um and also um that also includes kind of tea tea travel and tea cultures where where um where is where's kind of your heart where do you where do you love to to visit and be nourished by 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 beautiful tea tea cultures you know just just for you for your own learning and for your own nourishment where where would you like to go next or somewhere back to where you've already been or I think the place that always draws me is Japan and mm-hmm. I first went there when I was maybe 20 or so mm-hmm. um I think I was still at university um and I went for a few months and oh. just completely fell in love with it I went completely by myself oh. um and got to have so many amazing experiences including the tea ceremony for the first time so mm-hmm. um, really discovered matcha and I guess that power of just sitting with with tea in a sort of formal setting I was just in awe of it and all the the cultures really stayed with me really strongly ever since um, and then throughout etiquette over the years we've been back and forward to Japan and we've um, taken part in the British Fair quite a few times um, and we worked quite closely with um, Kyoto. So we had the Kyoto Prefecture Governors over in November last year. Wonderful. And I got to host a tea ceremony for them at oh, Lawrence wow. Castle. Oh, wow. So that was so cool. It felt so a bit cool. weird making them matcha for, oh. the, for the Japanese, but it was incredible. It was such a privilege to be able to do that. Oh, so. oh. I bet they were wonderfully polite about about. They were, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's but wonderful. Yeah, everything about that fascinates me, and just oh. I love the simplicity of of the sort of traditional Japanese life as well. Particularly yes. when you look at the the tea house and everything is done very specifically, mm-hmm. and it's it's almost starting with an empty space and then adding to it purposefully, which is mm-hmm. completely the opposite to what we tend to do in the West. So I'm really, yeah, trying to, to do that as much as possible in my own life, which is, 
yeah, not going very well. But mm-hmm. even from a, a tea space sort of thing, I like to have a, a lovely clear space and then I purposely add to it bit by bit mm-hmm. to create the little moment that I want. And I think that's really inspired by Japanese and the experiences I've had there. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I agree we can learn so much and take so much from Japanese traditional tea culture I, I sometimes wish I lo- as you know I love flowers I love I love um, wildflowers and sometimes in the past well it's, it's beautiful to have a, a big bunch of di- di- a variety of flowers but sometimes recently I just choose choose one or two and put them in a little arrangement and and I appreciate the beauty of just that detail or just the, the one and there's, a, there's yeah. a there's a kind of power to that it's very interesting isn't it to just allow that to happen and, and be be pleased with that one one you know we don't and maybe it teaches us that we don't always need to kind of have lots of everything maybe that maybe that's also part of the teaching that can we be you know satisfied and nourished with 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 deep with smaller smaller details and, and a slower just wa- one of something you know for a change yeah I think there's lots of learning in that mm-hmm. and yeah ever since my first time in Japan and I did an Ikebana class as well mm-hmm. I just really drawn to the simplicity of yeah just so whenever I've preparing tea for myself or anybody else I'll generally have just a tiny little vase with one little bud in it and it's much more powerful I think and you notice it a lot more too um, but yeah it can be a challenge bringing that into our everyday life um, mm. with, but yeah it's something I'm trying to work on more and more but it's a constant process so mm-hmm. even if you take it to handbags for example I used to love handbags and be obsessed with them oh really I remember <laughs> when I was a lawyer I would sit and sketch out handbag drawings <laughs> at the back of the court rather than them yeah if it was a bit tedious at some point oh that's um, funny Erica that's funny <laughs> but now I've got one handbag that I really love uh-huh. um and yeah I realize that I don't need any more <laughs> oh wow that's 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 really sweet um and okay so we we we're coming to to the end which i i really really love chatting with you you're a wonderful person erica and and so easy just to also chat with and and but but one thing that came to mind i want to ask you i want i wonder what your reply to that is i know that budgets are tight and everything but if you had if like money was no option what would you do in terms of tea? Would you, would you like, you know, have make yourself a big kind of tea palace with a fancy big tea room? And, and not that your tea room isn't fancy, but you know what I mean? If no, if yeah. no, ma- if money was no, no, um, if money wasn't a consideration, you had whatever, what would you, what would you create or what would you change in, in kind of your, your world and your, in your world of tea? any ideas it's a great question (laughs) i guess yeah if money was no object i would get some people to help me build um my courses and membership to really get that out to as many people as possible Mm -hmm. um and then 
build some sort of tea retreat where we could all get together and really work on on these things together as a lovely space where people could um do tea meditation and I, I do reiki and meditation and all sorts of things as well and then um i'd love to be able to travel all over the world just working with lots of people in that in that sphere um wow. yeah that's what i would absolutely love to do and yeah do more traveling and just meeting the amazing people all over the world mm-hmm. that's a wonderful answer i love that yes very nice very nice i can visualize that that's that's one beautiful beautiful erica well well th- thank you for your time and um and this wonderful conversation i really deeply enjoyed and um yes so people have an opportunity to 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 join your your um your courses well from wherever they are in the world they can can't they yep. yes anywhere in the world okay. yeah it's a uh, thriving three number three.co.uk and you'll get all the details and etiquette is eteakete.co.uk um, and we're on socials and everywhere else you would expect to to find us so yeah get in touch and um yeah love to connect lovely and yeah thank you so much for having me on it's always amazing chatting to you i always come away inspired and and learn new things as well so yeah thank you so much oh you're welcome erica have a lovely day and um yes and 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 chat soon have a lovely day you too thank you so much bye-bye big hug bye-bye you too oh that was wonderful speaking with erica and like Erica said, you can get her um, via her social media profiles, via Etiquette or Erica Moore on Instagram. And Etiquette also have a website and you can find out um, the locations in Edinburgh where you can go and, and visit Erica's tea room. Okay, well, thank you for listening. Um, and and see you next time. Although I, I don't normally see see anyone, but you know what I mean. Okay, take care. Big hug. <laughs>